So before we kick off the podcast, uh, happy Friday, by the way, if you're listening today. Hello. Um, we asked you last podcast to send us open mics to help us start the yes. podcast mm-hmm. uh, because I stole this basically from an NPR podcast, but I just, <laughs> whatever. I, I really enjoyed that they had like their different listeners. They were like, hey, I'm Patricia. I'm milking a cow. <laughs> And I love the NPR pot political podcast. And I was like, we should do that, too. Yes, we should. So we asked you to uh, download the free Hot 101.5 app where maybe you listen from there. And you click on the open mic feature. And then you can leave us a little message to help us kick off the podcast. And we got one. Okay. So you are going to get a Miguel and Holly mask. Listen to this. Hi, Miguel, Holly, and Scotty. I am Amy from the Bel Air Bluffs area. Platypus. You're listening to the Miguel and Holly Uncensored podcast, and I just adore you guys. Have a great day. Yeah, yes! that was amazing. Too, girl. Yes, I love it. So we're getting you a Miguel and Holly mask. Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee hee and my hoo hoo oh. and my ha ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. I love getting stuff like that. That's really cool. To know that you all are listening. For real. Because we were just saying the other day, it's like we push out so much content online and on social media. Daily. Right. That it's like, wait, is anybody consuming what we're putting out? Hopefully somebody. I always hope someone, but. Although, I mean, we're doing, it makes us happy, but it would be nice to know if someone else is enjoying it. (laughs) Well, that's why I like those messages because you're like, oh, look, somebody does listen. Yeah. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. So we're going to hit you or just. Uh, send me an email, um, and we're going to get you that Miguel and Holly mask for helping us kick off the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Holly, you're going to have to step out here in a little bit because what I do am, you have to do? I have a parent-teacher conference. That is crazy. Like, I sometimes forget that we've known each other for so long yeah. that you are a mom. Like, th- yeah. is that weird? It's a little weird because that's, like, one of the biggest things in my life. <laughs> yeah. But you don't see that part. Yep. Right. No, I do. I mean, so, but I I do see it. Right. But, like, it's just weird because for the first half of us, knowing you, right. you were not that. And you were kind of like, nah, kids. Well, yeah. We'll I was, and I it was know. especially weird because, like, in college, I was always the person that everybody thought would, like, end up, like, married and having kids the last. Mm. Oh. And then it sort of mm-hmm. didn't work out that way. As right. a matter of fact... I would say probably most of my close high school and college friends either don't have kids yet, aren't planning on having kids, wow, or had a kid after me. Wow. Now, were they planning on having kids? I think when you're young, you sort of feel like you you have to right. yeah. or like yep. it's expected, mm-hmm. almost because it, the time was different, too. Um, but, yeah, so it's a weird feeling for me, too, because I have a seven-year-old now. Ooh. And I've never actually done a parent-teacher conference before. Oh, oh. so this is your first one? Yeah. Well, that's wow. Awesome. Like, what are you expecting? I mean, are you going to, like, they just say, hey, here's oh. how she's doing? Or? No, they sent home.
home a thing, and like I'm a little nervous. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave in like a minute. I'm a little nervous because they sent home like a report where um, where she's glowing and where she needs growing. Oh, oh that's fun. wow! Do that it. on the show. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so she's glowing and like she's really nice to the new kids in the class. Um, she's a good helper, mm-hmm. but her spelling needs work and her applying of mathematical stuff needs work. And so that one of my questions is like. I don't know how to do this math. Mm. Help me help you. Now, she is in the second grade? Yeah. What sort of math is she working on now? Literally, right now, they're learning how to add double-digit numbers. Oh. That's sometimes, like, trivia, I have to add double digits. Ooh, let me tell you, that trips me up. Carrier, that one. They're breaking down, like, hundreds, and they have cool things now, like hundred boxes, ten sticks, and one dots. I re- see it. I remember when I first started CrossFit and when you have the weights and they'd be like, all right, Miguel, you're going to do 135 pounds. And I'd be like, what? Wait, you're not going to tell me what weight to put on there. And so I had people in my class. That's one of the reasons why I used to go to the same time mm. because they knew that I didn't know how to add the math. So it's they'd be like, Miguel, that's two twenty fives and then two tens. Like sometimes when, because she does math homework every single night. So when I have to look it over to like for her to turn it in and then it comes back and some are marked wrong, I'm like, oh. it's not because I let her get them wrong for a lesson. I legit missed you just, that. Yeah. Like I did not know. So, y'all, wish me luck. Yeah, I'll come back in about this. 15 minutes. Okay, so that's just fine. do the podcast. Get I, it, like, girl. It's only a 10-minute conference, so I'm going to step out. I'm going to do that, and I'll come back with how it went. All right. I can't <laughs> wait to hear how this goes. Um, a real life. Right? <laughs> happening right here. We have to get a Miguel and Holly fan member on who has a really cool leap of faith story, and I feel like that is a big part of what Holly and I have always talked about as we've done our show through the years is taking leaps of faith yeah. and how it sometimes can be super scary to do that, but it's necessary in order for you to change your life. And uh, Miguel and Holly fan member Nikki reached out and was telling us about this Hello. new project. Hey, Nikki, it's Miguel, Holly, and Scott. Hey. How are you? How are you? Wonderful. So we're basically just setting up right now um, okay. how you reached out to us and sort of tell us your story and what led you to sort of taking this leap of faith to do your own business. Sure, sure. So it's a long kind of winding story. Okay. Um, so I'll make it as quick as possible. Um, so, I, so I'm 38 years old now. So this is like an 18-year story, but I'm going to make it fast. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I was raised in a really like I joke I was kind of raised in like a little house on the prairie family mm. in that the goal was you know you just get married and have kids and until you get married and have kids you become a teacher and mm. so that's kind of what the plan was mm-hmm. and I was um, I started college and didn't really like I knew I wanted more but I didn't know what that more was because I didn't even know I was capable of more because mm. it was just this is what you're gonna do right. So I kind of lost my mind my first year in college and partied a whole lot. As you do. And Mm -hmm. as one does, Mm -hmm. exactly. And came home from a New Year's 2002 party, so 2001 going into 2002, Mm -hmm. came home and four weeks later found out I was pregnant. Hey! Right? That was a good New Year's party. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good New Year's party. Oh, wow. A New Year's party you'll never forget. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's funny. Every New Year's now, I look at my kid. I'm like, you know, X years ago, I got pregnant with you. He's like, that's gross. Don't tell me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. So that, 
I had to grow up real fast. I was 20. I got pregnant two months after I turned 20 and grew up real fast. Mm. And his dad and I got together and then like 18 months later ended up getting divorced. Mm. And so I needed a job that paid more than my part-time childcare job did. So I just fell into the financial world. I started working at a check cashing place um, because they paid well and moved up through there and then left and went to a bank and worked in retail banking for a while and still like didn't love it. I was working because I needed money and I needed to support my kid and was just absolutely miserable. And looking back in hindsight, I was probably actually really depressed at this time in my Mm. life, but didn't know it. Right. And so about 10 years ago, I ended up at the company I am now, where I am now, and found corporate education Mm. and said, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to teach people, but I want to teach adults. So the last 10 years of my life have really been dedicated to attaining this goal that I wanted as far as here's the position I want. I want to be an education consultant. And I worked my ass off to do that and landed that job about four years ago Mm. and realized really, really fast that my dream job was not my dream job. Mm. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't at all what I wanted. Sounds familiar. But it was nice because it paid more than I'd ever made in my entire life. I was out of the prior department that I was in and in a new department with not, they're very supportive. My old department was supportive, but supportive of who I am. Um, Mm. They didn't make me feel like I needed to hide because I'm goofy. I'm weird. I'm loud. Mm. And the whole message the entire time growing up in the corporate world is you can't do that. You have to be this straight, laced, buttoned Mm. up person in order to be successful. And so my new department just embraced me for who I am. And so I identified a need for um, this new position and I created it and pitched it to my boss about a year and a half ago. I'm like, hey, I want to do this. And so they created the job for me, which was really cool. And then a couple months in, I'm like, oh, this still doesn't satisfy me. I'm Mm. still not happy. So I really took a good look at what I wanted and a good look at what makes me happy, what parts of my job I really enjoy and Mm -hmm. what parts of my job I really don't enjoy. And the parts that I do enjoy, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy teaching people but not like how to use a computer system, but how to really take your life to the next level. Mm. And so that combined with my non-traditional story of there's more ways, success doesn't look like this cookie cutter way. And I fought against it for so long and I really carved out success on my own and my own definition of success too. And so I want to put those two skills together and help people who maybe don't that role. Maybe, you know, they're the single mom. They're, I love the misfits. I love kind of the weirdos who want something that isn't traditional. Right. And those are the people who I want to help. I feel like there's so many resources out there for people who want to go the normal way. You know, you did four years of college. You did your internship. You came out of your internship. You got a really great job. You're a vice president by the time you're 32. And I'm like, hell, I was 35 before I figured out even what I wanted to be. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's amazing. And so now all of this has led you to take this leap of faith. And what is it that you're striking out on your own and doing? 
So what I'm doing, and I'm still, because I still have a kid and I need, you know, money, I still have my day job, but I'm wanting to turn this into my full-time job eventually. I'm striking out and doing kind of a breed of life coaching, Mm. but helping people specifically who know what they want, but aren't sure how to get there. Ah. And I'm calling it success coaching, but it's success for whatever you want. If your success is getting to be a VP or an SVP, but you're not sure how to get there in a way that's true to yourself, I can help you with that. If your success is, I just want to cash in everything and live in a van for a year, (laughs) rock on, I can help you with that. I have a really good um, goal setting framework that I've used for myself over and over. I used it when um, I was moving into the education consultant role and then pitching this role. And I, think it could be really helpful for other people because so many people get overwhelmed with setting goals because they're either setting too many or they're not setting a goal that's really true to themselves. So I can, I want to help with that. So that's what my business is. It's goal and success coaching. I love that because I feel Thank like you. so many times, you know, as I move through my twenties and my thirties and people, friends that worked in the corporate world, there was always this level of frustration of I'm being looked over. Um, You know, I've been here and everyone is not paying attention to what I'm doing. And I'd be like, ooh, I don't work in the corporate world, but this is what I've done in my radio journey. Maybe this can apply to you. And mm-hmm. they, it sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. But I feel like a lot of people need that sort of training because no one tells you in college how to be successful at your job or how to exactly. ask for what you're worth. They don't teach you those sort of things. Exactly. And they don't teach you that there are multiple definitions of success. We mm-hmm. just get this one, like, straight, white collar view of success and you have to check a b and c and you're successful and i've done that but none of it i enjoy my job but none of it has satisfied me at my core Mm -hmm. so if i'm feeling that way there's got to be other people who feel that way so i want to help people define their version of success i think a lot about um that article that buzzfeed did a couple years ago about millennial burnout Mm -hmm. and that's exactly who i want to help like if i could help Hired ass millennials who want more. <laughs> like, that's who I want to help. Well, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I keep seeing stories, and they even had one this morning on Fox 13 where it's like, by 2025, robots are going to replace certain percentage of people in the workforce. Which, that's horrifying, by the way. Right? I'm sorry. Right? I'm jumping back in. My daughter's um, t- parent-teacher conference was actually at 1030. Oh, uh, so you got to. <laughs> I'm a dummy. It's whatever. That's I'm okay. back. That's okay. Um, so better early than late, I say. So anyway, um, but yes, and it's like how you feel so like uh, almost defeated mm-hmm. in advance when you hear yeah. stuff like that yes, because right. you're like, well, if I don't do like you're talking about the XYZ of success, then I'm just going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. And this is what I found interesting is that so you hear a news clip like that. Robots are replacing you. And you're like, oh, my God, I work at uh, this uh, corporation. This might be me. But ask yourself, what is it that you truly feel passionate about? And how can you turn that into a living? And because I feel like there are so many people that just go to work, Mm -hmm. do their job, and then they come home. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what sort of, how are you fulfilling yourself? We live in a world where you can literally 
do anything. Like I've always wanted to do this topic on our on our show about what's a job what job do you do that no one would like ever figure out that that was a job. Right. You like know? when you're a kid yeah. in school, they don't tell you, oh, you could do this. Right. Right. You can be a brand um, consultant, you know, and tell people how to build their brands. Like you can make a great living being a social media manager. Like these are things that we didn't think about, but you can carve a path in that and you're helping Mm -hmm. people discover that. Now, how do you first identify that like you're not happy where you are and what you're doing? So I think for me, and I think this is probably true for a lot of people, but you ignore it is you get this gut feeling. You have all of this, you know, praise or success surrounding you, but you're just not happy. You're just not, you're coming to work and it's still a job or you're working a job and you hate it. That's a really good example of like, I just hate my job. Um, But if you are in, you know, a good job, we've been taught for so long that you have to be grateful. And if you're not grateful for your job, there's something wrong with you. If you're working this really great job with all of these perks, but you're not happy, it's got to be you. That's the and ones that's- that are, I will most worry about because it's like, okay, you <laughs> feel this guilt. Um, we had a boss, yeah. the the boss that actually hired us at this radio station, who by all accounts should have been exceedingly happy. I mean, had a mm-hmm. great job in this company. Had made been, a lot of money. Made a lot of money doing a said lot. job. Mm-hmm. Um, was, you know, notable in the field, had interviewed all these stars. Like the, his resume was flawless. He was mm-hmm. so miserable and it took him yeah. a long time to figure out what the issue was because you're in this job that everybody else is like, oh, I'm so yeah. jealous of you, but he hated it. So it's, yeah. I think it's even harder if you're in a quote unquote good job. Exactly. But I'm big on intuition. You got to listen to your gut and you have to really look at your day. There's this really great book. It's called Designing Your Life. Um, and it's about if you know you want something different, but you don't know what it is, if you just have this feeling, how you go through it. And one of the things the author has you go through and do, and I did this for myself, is look at your day and look at it in half an hour increments mm. and write down what you are doing. You know, I am answering emails. I'm in a meeting. And how that makes you feel. Are you happy while you're doing this? Are you sad while you're doing this? Does it give you energy? And then along with that, you look larger. So you look at your environment. Are you doing this in a coffee shop? Are you doing this in a cubicle? Is it with other people? And you can start to see, once you track this out for two weeks or so, you can start to see patterns of where you're feeling energized and what brings you joy versus where you're stagnating. And what I did when I learned that is I get joy when I'm talking to people, when I'm up presenting in front of people, and when I'm working in a non-traditional environment. So if I'm at a coffee shop, if um, I did a lot of travel for work before COVID shut everything down. So if I'm working from an airport or something like that, I get joy in that freedom. So it allowed me to piece those pieces together of what I really loved and kind of carve out, okay, this is what I want instead of chasing titles and responsibilities. So I think Mm. that's the first step is Number one, listen to your gut and then take a look at your day from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep hmm. and look at what you really like doing and when you're when and where you're doing it and let that help shape you. You know what? 
it's kind of like you have to become a little childlike, right? Because yes, that's what that's kids exactly do. exactly what it is. Kids don't will tell you loudly that they do not want to be sitting at the kitchen table doing their homework. They're mm-hmm. like, I just want to ride my bike. This doesn't make me happy. Yeah. So if yeah. we all got back to that childlike state of literally listening to what we want, it might make that mm-hmm. easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, to be fair, I know that's not easy. I mean... My kid is 18 years old now, and for the first probably 10 years of his life, it was single mom survival mode. Right, so I right. think a lot of it, too, is being in that place mentally where you're ready to make that change. You are there, okay, I can focus on what is truly healthy for me and start to move there. And not everybody's there, and that's okay. Sometimes you have to honor where you are and just do the crappy thing for the next couple of years. Right. And it sucks but that's what you have to do to survive. Yeah. I absolutely love this. I feel like a lot of people will listen and sort of have like an awakening of what am I doing? Because I, I just, as I've gotten older, I literally just keep thinking. And especially as I'm sort of watching my grandmother go through, you know, sort of like the last stages of life and I'm thinking, I wonder what she's thinking because she doesn't yeah. talk a whole lot. And I'm hoping that she knows that she's left an impact of being a helper and being a giver yeah. and uh, being such a, a spirit of friendship and lovingness in a different type of way. Mm-hmm. But that makes me think of when I am in my 80s, God hope that I you know live that long what am I going to be reflecting on at that point? Will I say to yeah, myself, exactly. wow, you lived a damn good life? Or will I go, well, shit, I wasted it all, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think this is so important for people to think about that. Yeah, it really is. And it's up to you what I love. And it's the cool thing to come out of COVID is everything is so shaken up. This is the perfect time to really sit back and look at what you want because the rules don't apply anymore. There is nothing, nothing certain for one. That's really what jolted me is like, okay, nothing is certain. So why not chase this dream? Mm. But I didn't know how to do it. When I first started a year ago on this plan, it looked totally different than it does now because I didn't realize how scalable things were for social media um, and just what the potential was. So now's the time to sit back and dream about what, not just what success looks like, but what makes you happy and how you define that happiness Mm. and really chase after that. And like I said, if that's corporate success, rock on, go for it. But if it's, I want to work a nine to five so that I can travel and spend time with my family and not have to worry. And that's your version of success. That's cool too. I love it. Nikki, that's such a, I, I feel, and I'm so glad that we had you on because I just had a feeling from the message you sent that there was so much more uh, to be told from your story. And there is a a reason why you get to those sort of conclusions and what motivates you to to make that leap of faith. How can people get into contact with you if they're interested in sort of having a coach to sort of help them figure out what's their next move? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Instagram right now is the best way. So it's at Nikki Ashlock. So it's N-I-K-K-I-A-S-H-L-O-C-K. That's so awesome. And uh, you. your son has grown up so much. The last time we saw him, I think it was 
three years ago. Y'all came to our Best of the Bay. Yeah. We, yes. Yes. That's right. We were at Park and Rec, uh, I believe, and you all came out and said hi. And I just saw him on your Instagram the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> now yeah, I really crazy. feel like an old person. There's nothing that will make you <laughs> feel more old than watching kids grow. My gosh. No, it's crazy. He just got a job at Hollister, mm, and my oh. best friend told me, she's like, you know he's cooler than you and I ever were. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Valid, right? yes. He's I love like, it. we were never that hot. I'm like, yep, we were. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you never let him forget that New Year's Eve party because that's how it started. Oh, yeah, okay? no. And he's so horrified. So great. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for providing some inspiration. We really appreciate it. You are welcome. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Love that. Scott, how does that hit you? I mean, I just want to connect with her. I love it. I love people that have figured it out that you deserve more. Like That's my whole message. And the one thing that obviously I'm going through is I'm just gaining experience right now to hopefully be able to do exactly what she's doing. You know, I have my ways of doing it now, but... You know, I do think there's that thought that everyone has that there's like, man, I feel like there's just something more. I feel like I should be going after something more. A majority of us just don't do it. Right. We just either allow ourselves to create the excuse that it's like we don't have time or you think you're going to fail or you don't have what it takes. And that's not the case. It's like you just have to take that first step. You have to allow yourself to see that it's a possibility and you have to allow yourself to dream that big because – Around this age, around where I'm at, it's very easy to allow your dreams to just be crushed. Yeah. And, I, and not even in like a really scary, destroying way, but just you look around. It's easy for me right now to look around and see friends that are making a lot more money than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot cooler things than I am, mm-hmm. as in just like going out to places, having these nice, expensive lives now. The difference is, though, I'm doing what I love. I don't come home at the end of the day going like, damn. Like, oh, I have this money, but I don't really enjoy what I do. Right. And I love answering the question when people are like, how do you wake up at three? It's not you're like, of course, I'm tired, but I look forward to where I'm going. It's of course that I know that I'm going to a job that I truly love. And it's like I love hearing people figure that out, whatever route it is. And I gained my experience because I watched it happen to my mom. I watched my mom sacrifice so much for us, my brother and I, and making sure that we had food on the table and making sure that we had insurance. But I will be damn sure that I make sure I learn the lesson from her to live life to the fullest because you never know what the next day is going to bring. And I want to make sure that I take the lesson from her. It's like, do what makes you happy. And I I love how she even set it up. It's like, look at your day and how do you feel? Do you go to work and are you already feeling tired? Like, you just slept. But are you feeling tired? And I'm not talking about like, okay, I'm a little groggy in the morning. I'm like, you just feel exhausted from the people you're with, from the work that you're doing. And kind of taking that into account and just realize that you do deserve more, and there is a route for more. But what are you willing to do to take the next step? And one thing I'm doing now, I'm, like, pushing myself to keep taking those next steps because your mind's constantly going to tell you that it's, like, it's not really an option. Mm. Your dreams aren't accomplishable. And it's, like, that's just BS. Mm-hmm. That's your mind keeping you safe. I was going to say, it's, it's, a, it's a safety thing. Exactly. So that's, what, that's your mind being, like, hey, whoa. Yeah. We are safe right now. Mm-hmm. And I will be damned if I let you get into some shit. Mm-hmm. So don't you do that. Yeah, you're That's right. like a, a weird trigger. It is. Your mind doesn't want to see you fail, but you need to fail. You're going to fail, and it's going to be okay because once you fail, you're going to like, okay, well, that doesn't work. Well, let me just keep trying. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us just go at it and we're like, dang, that didn't work. I guess it's never going to work. No, just try it another way. Right. Keep trying until you figure it out. And if you really love it, you'll have a great life. But, again, there's no, I like to kind of form it as like there's no age requirement when you need to have it. 
You know, you could be in your 60s finally figuring out what you want to love to do. I remember hearing, like, Colonel Sanders didn't discover that he could cook chicken until, like, <laughs> in his 60s, 70s, around what? there. Yeah. And he was, was really old when they started KFC. All of a sudden, oh, boom. Mm-hmm. Figured out. That's what he just loved to do. Mm-hmm. And now he's cooking chicken. Are obviously, like, different circumstances, but you do have something within you that you love to do. Now it's up to you, if that is truly a passion, figure out a route that you could actually create a living from there. And maybe it looks a little different, but I promise that there is a route that's better than living a miserable life. And oh, I, yeah. I, I remember I did the math a couple weeks ago. I was like, if we work eight hours a day, five days a week for, let's say, we work, you know, 50 years, you're working like 100 thousand hours mm. we only live like four hundred thousand hours mm-hmm. a whole quarter of our life is working so if you're going to a job that you truly don't love it's taking you away from vacation friends family y'all we only get one shot mm-hmm. one shot to do things that we truly love for me that terrifies me i don't want to look when i'm 80 and be like i wish i would have wrote that book i wish i would have posted that video i wish right. i would have told that person what they meant to me do those things now while you still have the chance take the first step it's not going to look the same you know as you envision right now, but that first step is going to get you a lot farther than just waiting for it to happen. You keep waiting, it's never going to happen. Now, Holly, on the other end, you have Scott, who is 23, about to be 24 on Sunday. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you are Nikki's age. Before, When you were still out in the hallway, Nikki said that she was 38, mm. and, you know, she realized all of this. How, how did that hit you, hearing what she said? I mean, it, it all is in line with things that I have heard over the years and that I believe. Um... I think as you get older, it does become scarier mm-hmm. to try to do stuff like that. But then also you think, um, this is what my brain does to me sometimes. It's like, that is amazing advice. Maybe not for you, but mm. like, I believe it, but not like, I don't, I don't know. It's a weird thing because I think the older you get, the more that fear voice talks to you mm-hmm. in your head. Like, girl... You are not some spring chicken where you are just going to pick up your life like you did in 07 and move to a state five states away and just start over. Um, But obviously that is possible. Mm -hmm. It's just different. And so maybe it's just that the stakes are a little bit higher. And like she was talking about, like she's got her day job, but she's making moves. And sometimes this this might be the hardest part. What she also said was like sometimes you're in a position where you just got to do some stuff mm-hmm. for a while. Oh, you got to just survive. Right. Right. Like, um, you know, so I do have to worry about, you know, supporting my child and also my mother who lives with me. And, you know, there's all these things going on that I, that are more responsibilities on my back, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't look for the joy. Yes. So, um, so it's, it hits probably the same but your mind tries to give you excuses as to, or not maybe not excuses, reasons yes. as to why it's not as feasible for you. But I think everybody's brain does that. I think it just gets a little louder as you get older. It does. And that's why when you said, Scott, that, you know, it when you're that age, it seems scarier. But I feel like when I was 23, 24, like when I left Savannah to go move in with Holly, like even though I wasn't making any money, but like I was full time in Savannah I had health insurance for the very first time. I think that was the first time I went to a dentist mm, in my life. I remember. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I got insurance. And then when I moved to Panama City, they were like, so you're going to be part-time and you're going to be working twice as much. Yeah. And I couldn't even pay Holly full or, you know, full rent. Which was fine. But 
I was 21 and I was like, well, this is what I got to do to be successful. So let's go to Panama City. And <laughs> right? I, I basically did that. Like literally, I was like, I had no money. I came with a $300 Publix gift card. Uh, I don't know how I scraped together coins because they didn't give me moving money for my U-Haul truck. Oh, and I somehow made it to Panama City in one piece. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, the fucking balls on 21-year-old Miguel. Like, holy shit. I feel like the the younger Holly had way more gumption, by the way. Oh, I'm my like, God. looking at some stuff, like um, reading my diary on the air has really brought back some memories where I'm like, where is that idealistic person? Like, what happened to that strong-ass bitch? I was looking to, because it's, again, it's homecoming week for my um, college, and so there's, like, a, a, a Facebook group for my sorority, and everybody's posting memories and pictures, which... I'm not able to do as much because I took Facebook off my phone, so yeah. that sucks a little mm, bit right now. Like, right. I'm, that's now a downside from having taken Facebook off. Yeah. Um, but there, there was a thread. I don't know if they do this in fraternities, but in sororities, they have different families. Like, your big is in a, you know, like the Daisy family, or then you get a little, and they're in your line. There's different families. So we're talking about how I was in the Monroe family, and when I joined, my grand big, my big's big, was like, I was like, well, where did this Monroe name come from? And she was like, oh, it's uh, for James Monroe, the president. And I was like, that's stupid. Oh. I was 18, fresh in this brand new sorority, not knowing any of the rules, not respecting shit clearly. And I was nice. like, I don't, like, does anybody like James Monroe even? Oh, wow. I was like, I think we should be the Marilyn Monroe divas. And they were like, I don't think you can just change it. I'm like, uh, I do. And from literally then on, I was looking at this line of families that have sadly since died out. And somebody was like, I was in the diva family. And I was like, oh, I was like, it. That's amazing, but it was actually the Monroe Divas, ah. mm. the Monroe being the bigger part of it because of Maryland, but was J. Mm. Damn. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did that shit as an 18-year-old because oh, I yeah. thought I was, like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Right. And I'm, like, what happened to that person? I would never think to, like, go in somewhere, organization, and be, like, I'm about to change your shit because I think it's better. Right. What? I was way more bold, mm. idealistic, um, whatever any of those words yeah, at yeah. that younger age. Like, I, at this point, it would give me great pause to pick up and move across the country, even though I know I could do it because I've done it before. Yeah. Right. But at the time, it also gave me pause, but I was just like, this is one of those things you got to do. Right. Gotta you just got to pull up your britches and so, get it done. So I'm going to pack some sunscreen, I guess, because I'm moving to Florida. Here right. we go. What? Like, I'm still, I look back on those days of me moving, and I'm still in awe of myself. Oh, absolutely. When I think about what happened back then and some of the decisions that I need to make soon about some things that I want to do, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, it's going to cost so much money. Or what if I spend the money? You do, because, like you said, you have more to lose. But I think Nikki really brought up some great points that, you know, will send you, all of us, into the weekend. Right, listen, I, I have oh, to yeah, go, go do my, now for real. Oh, is my parent teacher conference? Oh, that's fine. Time. Good luck, girl. Well, uh, Radio Holly, that's her because we'll be done by the time Radio you get Holly. Back. If you want to reach out, thank you. Good luck on the parent teacher conference. <laughs> I'll keep you. I'll, I'll update you Monday. Please do. Thank you. What I want to say though about that, like when you have greater to lose, mm-hmm. the one thing I really started thinking of is you know the opposite of that because we're always so quick to jump about like, well, what if it doesn't work? Instead of like the other thought of like. I have so much to gain. Right. You know, right, you go, right. and I have a couple friends now that have done the move where they, like, go to L.A., and at first it's like all of us were like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. 
but it's finally starting to work where it's like they're in a couple years and it's like, holy crap, like you stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Now it's starting to pay off. You got something building. Right. And of course, it's so easy to be like, man, I could lose all this money. And that's how I felt when I jumped into this class with uh, Les Brown, the motivational speaker, when I paid a, a grand and I'm like, okay, y'all, if I lose out on this grand. it's a thousand dollars. But at the same time, it was the opposite thought that got me to do it where I was like, well, how much could I gain from this? Like, right. This, not only am I learning lessons, but I'm also patting myself on the back and showing that I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is mm. if I'm willing to take that next step. And it's that kind of thinking that's allowed me to like continuously take new steps because I got a lot of big goals coming up very soon where it's like, it's very easy. And I do it all the time, whether I'm posting on social or putting out a new video where I'm talking about something. I'm like, either, oh my gosh, I'm going to look dumb or, oh my gosh, it's going to be, nobody's going to like this or follow this or it's not going to do anything. And I'm like, wait, the, my real purpose is that I'm going to hopefully help someone, just right. one person. If I do that, then I'm living my dream. Mm. That's my passion, to help someone discover their passion. And that's what's pushing me forward to be like, that's what I have to gain. I'm not worried about losing someone. If you don't like what I put out, that's fine. But I'm going to continue putting out because that fills my soul and those things. I feel like we all, me, you, Holly, you listening, should really take the next couple days and think about what it is that you want. Because like Nikki said, after COVID, we really have an opportunity to really shake things up with whatever that looks like in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you work at Raymond James as a financial person and you're like, you know, I'm kind of done fucking doing finances. I want to go be on the radio or I want to go be an actor. I want to go be a social media influencer, you know, do the research, do your due diligence and don't just jump in headfirst without doing the work and the research and to make sure that, you know, you're making the smart decision But once you've crossed all your T's and dotted your I's, go for it. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest is like taking that first step of just starting to allow yourself to see that it's a possibility. Because you can't just obviously jump into something. I knew I was very naive in college, and I was like, when I get out of college, I'm just going to go host a a show on the radio. Like, I remember having my show being like, this is fine. I'll just take these air checks, and I'll be on. It'll work perfectly. Obviously— I'm lucky that a job opportunity came to just work on the street team. I worked my way up. But allowing yourself, for me, like I'm building a website for myself and I'm going to start finally putting out my own content. But the first step was like, all right, go do the demo website. See that it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Start editing the website. Yesterday I purchased that bitch. And I was like, all right, here's my domain. I had to put a payment on it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I knew that if I took that step, that was going to be what pushed me to really start doing it. Again, it's like my money where my mouth is. But... Also, if you have those dreams, there's so many resources where it's like, I want to learn how to hike or something. You look, you just look it up. Right. Allow yourself to visualize it. See it. It's a real thing that you could truly do. You want to travel. All right. Well, just, you know, if maybe you use a lot of money buying expensive drinks at the bar or something. Like, just don't do that for a couple months, and you could take that trip that you've been planning for. Right. It adds up. It really does. And if you allow yourself to just take those small steps, you'll accomplish so much more. Because mm. obviously the big picture, it's terrifying. Right. Every little step of it is. But if you allow yourself to just take that one little step, it's going to become that much more possible to actually get there. And that is, like, I speak from a place that I'm doing it right now. Not that I've I've completed it, not that I'm where I want to be, but I've allowed myself to take those steps to get me where I am now, which is where I wanted to be, you know, a year ago. And and you're never done. Exactly. I mean, this, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, this was my dream job 
working here at Hot 101.5 in a top 20 market on a big radio station for a big radio media company. And I did it, and I'm kind of like, all right, well, do I just do this until they push me out the door? Or And I'm like, wait a minute. Remember when you were younger and you had a blog and you were like, I want to be a radio host. I want to have a talk show. I want to be an ice skater. I want to own a magazine. I want to own a TV station. Those are all things I wanted to do. And they just, you forget along the way. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, because, you know, Holly and I are, are in that like first generation of, you know, older millennials where we had social media, we had blogs and I can go back and find that blog and look through and be like, oh my God, look at all these plans I had. The funniest one is when I thought I'd be married and have kids by the time I was like 29 or 30. Yeah. Nope. Um, But all the other stuff, I'm like, we need to crank some of that stuff back up. It's still a possibility. I did an awesome exercise in the beginning of the year. I was watching a Steve Harvey video and he was talking about like, like you pretty much open up your mind to finally like start dreaming big again because like we talked about earlier it's so easy to just allow your dreams to just kind of vanish mm-hmm. all of a sudden they kind of get crushed and the whole idea was like get out a piece of paper and a pen and just write literally everything that you could allow yourself to dream of what do you want in life mm. and what I found interesting and he even said this he was like try to write 300 things and when I first heard it I was like that's easy but when you start doing it you're gonna stop at like 30 and be like I can't think of any more that's like the limiter on your brain right now that we're trained to have that's like, ooh, can't dream that big. And then I just started allowing myself to get the 45, 50, and now I have a sheet of like 200 that sit next to my bed, and every morning and every night I read it, and I'm like, okay. It's something as simple as like I want a full-time position here at the radio station. That's number one. Mm-hmm. To stuff that like it's just crazy dreams. Like I want a lifted blackout Jeep that I'm going to have one day. Anything that you could possibly dream of that you could possibly want, just put it on there. Allow yourself to dream bigger than what you dream right now. Now, when you have this Jeep, is it topless or is it like it's a hard have, roof? No, it's going to have a removable roofer in Florida. Right. If you do this, you have to do it shirtless. Absolutely. I can already see it now. You have some Luke Bryan track playing in the background. You've got girl, your cowboy yeah. hat on and you're like going to the beach. Yes. I can see it now. That's what I'm saying. I think it's an awesome thing to do, though. Like literally just try to sit down and write out everything that you could possibly dream of ever having. Allow yourself to dream that big. Why not you? You got one shot at this. You might as well do everything you can with it. And when you're in this Jeep, <laughs> your muscles are sort of have that like vein that's popping out. Oh, absolutely. And then you're like flexing when the girls drive by and yeah. you're like, hey, well, how's it going on? Yeah, I hold the steering wheel of my nice blacked out Jeep. Yeah. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. I don't know what else you said, but I'm just picturing that right there. Oh, there's, you know, 200 other things on that list, but that's one of them. What's the weirdest, most off-the-wall thing that you can remember from that list? <sighs> Off-the-wall? Or want... something that we would be surprised by. Surpri- I need to bring in the list. I have stuff as, like, I want to... Or do you just want to bring it in on Monday? I might be able to bring it in on Monday. I could look through it. You got. We have to remember. We're really bad about saying we're going to do stuff and then we forget. I could I could take a look at it. I'll bring it in. I okay. mean, it's sitting right there. Okay. Well, send an email to yourself so you remember on Monday. Got it. Um, all right. Well, we are done for the day. If you want to intro the podcast, all you got to do is uh, download the free Hot 101.5 app. Use the open mic feature and then just do uh, what Homegirl did at the beginning of the podcast and make sure that if you hear yourself, shoot me an email, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com so I can get you your Miguel and Holly mask. All right. Holly on social media is at Radio Holly. 
Scott, what are you? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. I am Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R, and we will see you next week. Bye, girl. Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.